heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Good morning. How's everyone doing? You guys ready for Christmas? Just a couple of you. You guys celebrating Christmas this year? <laughs> Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Isn't he worthy today? He is so worthy. I want to welcome you. My name is Sean Epke. I'm the lead pastor here. If you're here visiting with us, thanks for coming today. Um, you know, that uh, it's kind of hard to follow of, uh, Luke and all of them and their <laughs> great spiritual stuff there. But um, Amen. Amen. <laughs> it was a good picture, wasn't it? That no, was a good picture. Well, that's good. Thank you. That will, uh, that will may increase our church greatly. Anyway, um, I want to go to that church. <laughs> God's so good, isn't he? Uh, Joy to the World is, is uh, just a great song. In, in the last uh, few weeks, we've been kind of, kind of playing off some of uh, these old Christmas songs that we have. We talked about you know, finding the peace of God and having the peace of God inside of you. We talked about last week about making his home in you, allowing Christ, you abide in him, and he in you, how important that is. But we're going to talk a little bit about joy today. Um, it's not Christmas, even though you think it's joyful. A lot of people, it's not that joyful. In fact, one of the things I found out, even about Christians themselves, it's we're not that as much joyful as God provided for us to be. And uh, we don't, we're not as consistent in the joy that he has for us. And uh, you know, that joy to the world, what it's talking about was really that Christmas story. Uh, and one of the best parts of the story is that he did bring joy in midst of turmoil under a Roman rule that was miserable. He brought great joy. And it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. I think some of the things that are missing with a lot of us as believers is that that great joy that should be with us all the time. And I know personally, um, I've, I've had to deal with that. I've had to deal with trying to find being consistent in the joy, no matter what my circumstances are. Because here, here, this is how we're like. We're happy when everything is going well. We're sad when things aren't. But that is not the way to live, because sometimes things aren't as good or as we planned all the time. And so there's something that God had brought to us that where we should be joyful in all times. Even the Bible says, you know, to take joy in trials and tribulation. And so how do we do that? How do we receive that? How do we get that joy of God in our life? How, to enjoy the life of God, to have fun, to laugh, even in the midst when things aren't going well. When people aren't nice to you, when family's not nice to you, when, um, when you're not nice to yourself, you know, when, when you make mistakes and everything, how do we have that joy? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says this, there's a time for everything and a season for everything. And then in verse 4 it says, even a time to laugh. You know, laughing is actually a very healthy thing to do. Um, it's a very, it, it, it releases some things. And in fact, Psalms 2, verse 3 says that the one enthroned in heaven laughs. So when we laugh, it really re it can release stress. There's something about laughing that God does himself and that we should do too. Now, I'm not talking about laughing uh, that's fake. I'm not talking about a joy 
that is fake. I'm talking something that has sub- substance, that comes out of your innermost being of who God is inside of you. Remember, if you're a believer in, in Christ, He abides in you. He lives in you. And so how can we have that joy all the time? Because there's a bibl- it's a biblical quality. This joy is biblical. Where, um, where, where when things are going bad around you, you should be able to laugh at it. But what do we want to do? We want to cry. We want to get mad and angry, and we want to, we want to you know, run away from those things. And, you know, the thing about it is I'm, I'm a very happy guy. I mean, I, I love to laugh. If you've ever been around me, uh, or if you're in Walmart, and you, you can hear me laugh and find me. It's like a beacon. There's Sean, okay? And um, that's where a lot of people tell me, I, I heard you laugh, so I knew you were here. Anyway, I, I do love to laugh, but it's, it's not always easy, and I understand that. It's easier said than done, but there's times when things are just going terrible around me. I have this idea in my spirit that says, won't you just laugh? But I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to laugh. I want to get mad. I want to cry. I want to say, woe is me. I want to I I sing country music. I don't know. It's just something. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm really not. I want to... <laughs> here's a definition about joy joy is the settled assurance that god is in control of all the details of my life it's the quiet confidence that's ultimately everything is going to be all right but it's also the determined choice to praise god in every situation that's that's the definition of joy Joy is not a feeling. Joy is a knowing. Joy knows that, that no matter what's going on around me, there's a settled assurance that God is in control because I've given Him everything. I've given Him all my life, all my problems, all my successes. Everything is His. And joy is the ultimate knowing that everything's going to be all right because He says He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And He'll take what was meant for harm and turn it into good. But also it's the determined choice that I make to praise God in every situation. And joy is a biblical quality that you and I need to master in our life. No matter what's going on, around us. We should be in joy. We should have the joy of the Lord. Can we have concern? Concern is okay, but when it gets into emotions of fear and anger, it gets wrong because that brings us into an offense. And here's why joy is a biblical quality. Joy will change my approach to life. Think about all the different aspects about your life. Emotions will affect it more than anything else. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is my what? My strength. You are stronger when you allow the joy of the Lord to have access to every part of who you are and to rely on that. And you determine that you're going to praise God no matter what. You're determined that you're not going to allow the situations that are all around you, whether out of your control or you made a mistake, whatever it is, you're going to choose... I choose joy today. Because joy is the avenue that, bring, that God brings victory in your life. And this, and this is why. Because when you're, you don't have joy, you're going to get depressed. You're going to allow these situations to come into your life where you're not going to see the victory. 
what you're going to see is the problem. You're going to magnify what's going on around you, the problem, the situation, the people, whatever is going on, you're going to magnify that over you magnifying God in his direction. And this is what begins to happen because I know this is easier said than done. Trust me, I know it. But when I allow my feelings, when I allow the situations that are around me to affect me, then I am not hearing and listening to the Lord. Because joy is the victory. I remember um, I was sitting right back there in this section uh, back in 2009, fall of 2009, and, we, and Lisa was pregnant about a month away or so, a little over a month away, of having joy, our, our daughter. And, um, um, but it was also the same time I started to get sick. Didn't know what was going on. Had numbness in my leg. My gait was going out, kind of confused, kind of scared. Had an appointment scheduled with a neurologist. And, um, and so I'm sitting back there, wasn't thinking about that. And the Lord says, I want you, and he gave me a word. I want you to name your daughter Victoria Joy, because you're going to find victory in my joy. I remember sitting back there, and I remember I leaned over to Lisa. This is what we're going to name our daughter, Victoria Joy. And I told her that, and she started crying. I started crying because we're in fear. And see, what happens is, is when we allow fear and we allow pain, we allow not knowing what's going to happen, we allow those things to enter into us and the hurt and the stuff that's going on of the situation to come in we begin to follow another voice. We begin to follow the situation instead of following God himself. And so the situations begin to lead us out of where God wants us. So we become offended. And when we become offended, you cannot hear the voice of God. And when you act on your offense, guess what happens? You mess up again and it makes the situation worse and see what god wants you to do is to bring you into that that confidence that joy is a settled assurance that god is in control of all the details of my life because i've given him control is the quiet assurance that ultimately he's going to work everything out for me and it's the determined choice i'm going to praise you and i'm going to seek you and when i begin to do that that is what leads me to victory you ever, ever heard, heard when, when, you know, when you die, you follow the light? That's a good, good choice. Don't follow the darkness. <laughs> I was, um, I did a, a we, we went splunking. You guys know what splunking is? It's going in the caves and, and stuff and exploring. And I, I took my youth group one time to a, a big cave. I think it was Merrimack. I, I can't remember. But anyway, it's a huge cave. And you go down miles, or I don't know how many miles, but it's a long way. Anyway, we tied a string. We had a guy that's done this before and, you know, taking us down there. And so we tied a string at the end and started going down. We had these la- headlamps, you know, you had this hat and you got this hard hat and it had a lamp on it and, and everything. It didn't shine well at all. But anyway, um, we're going down there, and the, and the thing this guy tells, and he's a former Marine, so he's almost like yelling at us, giving us directions on that. Do not leave anybody. I mean, he's just yelling the whole time. So we get down there. We're, it's dark. There's no light. It's dark just what's around us. And I, I, I look down, and I try to I drop something. I was trying to find it, and look back up. I'm, I'm left. They leave their leader. 
and here I am. I've got this little light, and I, I'm, I'm scared because I don't know what's around, and, and I am a little scared of the dark anyway, so don't look at me like that. You know you are too, and um, I'm thinking there's a bear right in the corner. You know, you don't know what's back there, and here I am. I'm actually looking for that string, and I cannot find the string at all. And so I'm just scared. And, and, you know, the thing about it is this is what we do. And it's not smart, but this is what we do. We basically, like I was in that cave, it's like you get scared and you start running around directions trying to make things happen, trying to find your way. The thing about it is you need to stay in the attitude of praise and worship and watch, wait for the light to come. And see, that's what I did because, you know what, those people who left me, and some of them go to our church today. Um, I see, they were in the first service. Um, but anyway, and um, at least they were, looked back and someone saw that I was gone. And they turned around and I saw the flicker of light and I knew which direction to go. That's the same thing that happens to us. Joy is that patience that allows you to wait for the instruction and the way out. Because the Bible says you will walk through a valley of death, yes. but you will fear no evil. Hallelujah. You're going to go through things in 2016, but you're not going to fear anything. In fact, you can go through it and not even smell like smoke. Because you have that joy and not worrying about it. Not concerned about what's going on around you. You ever heard the statement that you quit before your miracle? That's what happens when you don't enter into joy. You'll quit and you'll miss what God has. And guess what happens when you quit? You'll go through it again. You'll go through that same thing again, somehow, some way, somewhere. And you'll have the opportunity. Am I going to endure? and go through. And that's what God wants to do. That's what joy does. You know, in January 4th, we start our 21 days of prayer and fasting here. And I, I want you to begin to ask the Lord, what am I supposed to fast? What am I supposed to pray about? But listen, I want to prepare you because in 2016, you're going to go through stuff. You're going to make mistakes. How many made mistakes in 2015? What makes 2016 any different? And you're going to make mistakes. You're not perfect. Hopefully you've grown and won't make the same mistakes, you know. But you're probably going to make mistakes. You're going to have other people who make mistakes. And they're going to hurt you. So you have an opportunity. And one of the things I've been believing God, even for in January, that we're going to enter into a quiet assurance that God is going to in control of my life and everything is going to be okay. Amen? And you're going to find that joy and you'll be able to see that light to get out amen so joy it will change your approach to life because it leads and guides you second thing joy will turn my problems into blessing it has the ability to turn the bad things into good things proverbs seventeen twenty two says a cheerful heart is good medicine so it can change the bad things into good things and i tell you what that can make people around you that are are coming against you mad at you but it can make it good for you because you know what? Then you don't have an offense to the people around you. You love them. The thing about what joy does, it makes you walk through and makes you into the good thing. You have to have joy. 
The next thing is joy will affect those around you. It's contagious. It can totally change the dynamic of your Christmas this year. It can change the dynamic of your life, of your family life, of your business, of your job. The joy of the Lord changes the atmosphere around you. You know, one of the things that I, I do, and I purposely do this every day, is when I go home from being here, and be, meeting with people all day long. I'm tired. I've been, um, I'm ministering to people. And I've, I've got to have the right attitude when I get home. Because what used to happen before is I didn't want to talk to my wife. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I want to veg out, turn on TV, and watch TV. I didn't want anything to do with anybody at that time. Because that's what I do all day long. I talk with people all day long. And I love my job. But when I'm going home, I have to make this conscious decision. No, I, I'm, I need you, Lord. I need the joy of the Lord because they know when I come home and I'm upset. It changes the atmosphere in my family. They could be happy. They could be having a good time. But when I come in the door, that all changes. If I don't affect that. How many of you guys ever heard when mama's not happy, no one's happy? Yeah, some of you are raising your hand. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's true with men too, right, ladies? And see, the thing about it is, is that we have to change it. And so I just made this con- conscious decision that I'm coming home. I'm praying, Lord, change my attitude, change my heart. Let me be able to minister to my family. Make me love them. I don't want to come in with an attitude. I definitely may have one and need to talk it out later. And, uh, but uh, I'm going to go in there because it can change the whole atmosphere of who you are. I'm not perfect at that. You can ask my wife. But that's what I have to do. I have to try to do it all the time. Because it does. It changes. It's contagious when you do that. Psalms 126 verses 1 through 2 says this. When the Lord restored the fortunes to Zion. We were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. And this is what happened. Then it was said, because of this, among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. It changes everything. It gives, it gives glory to the Father. Amen? And I'm not talking something that's fake. I'm talking that's re- really re- real. So how do we get this? What's the secret of getting joy in your life. Number one, you've got to take responsibility for your own emotions. It's so easy to blame others, isn't it? I can blame my wife. I can blame my job. I can blame my situation. But, but you've got to take responsibility. It is up to you. You've got to choose the way you're going to view life and view people. And so in 1 Samuel 36, it talks about how David strengthened himself in the Lord. He didn't say somebody else did that. And a lot of times we're waiting for somebody else to give us a pat on the back saying it's okay. A lot of times we're waiting for somebody else to do it or our situation to change. But you can't wait. You can't, you don't, you can't wait for something to change to make you happy. And that's the way a lot of us, we live our life. And that is not the God kind of life that God's called us to live. You can't wait to be the happy or to be joyful because things work out your way. You've got to make that determination. No, I will strengthen myself in the Lord. You need to make that choice. If I'm going to have joy, I've got to choose it. Remember, joy is not a feeling. It's a choice. If you don't like the situation that faces you, you change it. 
I love what Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it's one of my favorite scripture verses. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. And it goes on in, 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 chapter, in verse 2, and it says this, that Jesus did this. And this is what Jesus did. He did this. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Yeah. See, he had to make that choice too. Do you, listen, none of us will ever go through the same thing what Jesus had to go through. I know what you're, I'm not making light of what you're going through right now, and it may be very hard, but it's not like what Jesus went through. But he did it because of what? The joy that was set before him. Joy can do that, but you've got to make that choice and not allow it to do it. It's our responsibility to strengthen ourselves and encourage ourselves. See, you cannot determine what happens to you, but you can definitely determine what happens in you. Yeah. You can determine that. You know, the best way to start off each day is decide, no, God, God I'm not going to do those other things. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to choose you every day. I make that choice today to remain in your joy. No matter what's going on around me, no matter what's happening in my life, God, I'm going to be joyful in you. I heard this prayer the other day, and it goes like this. says, Dear Lord, so far today, I'm doing all right. I have not gossiped, I have not lost my temper, been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or self-indulgent. I have not whined, cursed, or eaten any chocolate today. However, I'm about ready to get out of bed for this morning, and in a few minutes, I'm going to need your help. Amen? <laughs> Turn to Psalm 19. Let me show you something here. Psalm 19, verse 14. It says this, May the words of my mouth... You need to underline that. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, underline meditation of my heart, be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This has everything to do with keeping joy in your life. Number one is that the words of my mouth. You need to watch out what you speak. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Because your mouth is a doorway to your heart. And what you allow to speak will be something you meditate on day and night. This is what brings, what you meditate on either brings joy or brings offense. So watch what comes out of your mouth. Don't be speaking the problem all the time. Speak God. Speak the things of God. And meditate on those things. Don't meditate on the things that are, are evil going around and doing that. You know how you know if you're meditating on the wrong things? When you're in your car alone and you're arguing with a person that's not even there. You know what I'm talking about. Or you're in your, in your house. What are you thinking on all the time? Because this, this is what happens. Remember what happens. When we speak the wrong things and we begin to think the wrong things, we become the wrong yeah. things. And you begin to be offended. Listen, when you become offended, you become wrong. No matter what they've done to you, you become wrong. No matter what's happening in your life, you can't allow that. 
So you've got to watch what comes out. You've got to speak the right things and meditate. Think on the right things. And this is why, like I said a couple weeks ago, this should be our position of praise. Always with the Lord. Number two, you need to develop a high appreciation for life. Happiness is something you decide ahead of time. John Wooden said this. He said, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Amen? Listen, things are going to be hurtful to you. Things are going to come to you. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to go your way. It's not, I don't know about you, my life didn't go the way I originally planned it. Ecclesiastes 5.19 says, When God gives a man wealth and possession and enables him to enjoy them, to accept his lot and be happy with his work, this is a gift of God. So you need to have this high appreciation for life because we decide to. I decide nothing is going to stop me from living the life that God has for me. I refuse to be depressed. I know it's easier said than done, trust me. But you choose that. No matter what, I'm going to live the life of God. No matter what, I'm going to follow you. No matter what, I refuse to have unforgiveness. No matter what, I refuse to be offended. No matter what, I'm going to choose you, God, in everything that I do. Because we cannot choose how many years we will live, but we definitely can choose how much life those years are going to have. We have a choice. I found a lot of these sayings in, in, on the internet, and I don't know who the authors are, but here, here they are. It says, we cannot control the beauty of our face, but we can control the expression on it. We cannot control life's difficult moments, but we can choose to make life less difficult. We cannot control the negative atmosphere of this world. Everybody say amen. But we can control the atmosphere of our minds. Too often we try to choose and control things we cannot. Too seldom we choose to control what we can our attitude. And we need to have that high appreciation of life. And this is how. Because we know that God is going to work all things out for my good. Hallelujah. That is the key. Romans 5, 8. And we know that in all things God works for the good for those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. I know that no matter what, God is for me and not against me. And he's for the person that you don't like right now, too. <laughs> he's for, the situ- for your situation. He's for your life. He's for your care. And when you understand that, I'm not going to let the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm going to think on him. Amen? Number three, you're going to find something positive in everything. You're going to think positively. And this is not some New Age teaching, okay? So don't come up with me the emails a little bit later. Because Philippians 4.8 says this. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So my heart is always the glass is half full. I mean, half full, not half empty. My heart is, should be, no, God, you're good. We're good. I'm good with you. You're good with me. It's going to be good. And no matter, I know it's hard, and I have to come through these things, but I'm okay. Because I think you're still on the throne. No, I know you're on the throne. 
See, this is spiritual warfare. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual thing, people. Your joy, the lack of, or the fullness of, is a spiritual warfare. Because it's either faith or doubt. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it to what? Obedient to who? Christ. I take my thoughts captive and make them obedient. Christ, what do you want? I'm going to think on those things. I'm going to think on those things. And those things that are in my mind that aren't of you, God, I cast them out in Jesus' name. I refuse to think on things that aren't of you. I refuse to think on anything that's not of God. And if it's not of God, it is not good. And if it's not of God, it is not life. Only the God kind of life that I want. That's where the joy of the Lord is there. And that's why joy is not a feeling, it's a knowing. That's why when I'm sad, I can still be glad and happy and joyful. When things aren't going right, I can be joyful because I know what God is. And I take those thoughts that are trying to get me to think on the things that are wrong and things that aren't going well, and I cast those things out. And I say, God, because I want to know you, and I want to see the light at that end of the tunnel. Amen? Because I had a friend who preached a message. He says, he says, God doesn't want you to camp in the valley of death. But that's where we are. When we start thinking of these other things and allow these thoughts to come in, we camp in there. That's not where God has you. He may be taking you through that valley, but he's taking you to the mountain. He's taking you to a place that he's bringing you to. He's maturing you. He's developing you. And he's causing you to have victory. Thanks be to God who always calls me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen? And number four, stays positive in every conversation. And this is hard, but it can change the dynamic of every situation. Proverbs 16, 24 says, Pleasant words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And the best way to do this is to pray daily. Pray these things. Psalms 141.3, Set guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Even in the midst of arguments. How many has ever been in an argument? Yeah. Tap the person next to you. And um, even during the midst of arguments, you say positive. You know, I um, remember when Jesus said that um, when you're, hitting the cheek, you know, you know uh, when you're hit, you know, you turn the other cheek. I never liked that verse. <laughs> and don't, don't look at me that way. You didn't either. Because what you want to do when someone hits you, hit you're going to, that's right, you want to hit them back. <laughs> if it, it feels good for a moment. Um, <laughs> it's not right. I heard this the other day about this. My wife and I were talking about it. Jesus said, to turn the other cheek. And what that really means is to turn your head and your eyes away from the offense so you can look to Jesus. And you can see what he says and say what he says and believe what he says and live like what he says and follow what he says. 
Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each of you should, not, you should look not only to your own interests, but also the interests of others. And number five, express gratitude to God daily. If you are thankful, it's hard to be disappointed because you consider all of it a gift from God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present yourself, your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will what? Guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So important. And a lot of times I'm, I've missed this. When we have an attitude of thanksgiving and prayer, and we present it to the Lord, it says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will, will guard your hearts. See, that's the thing. That's the key. Because I want my heart to be guard, guarded. I want God to guard it. I don't want offense to come in. I don't want my heart to be hardened. Because when offense comes in, it hardens your heart. I don't want that. It hardens it towards the things of God. And so I need to guard it. And the only way you can do this is be in this position of praise and thanksgiving. And it guards your heart and your mind so it can be on Christ Jesus. And that's where it should be every single time. And that's so important. So don't be anxious about anything. Don't, don't jump around. Don't run through the darkness. Have the joy of the Lord and be wait for, the, wait for that. Lisa and I, um, we have a, our first pastor that um, we went to after we were married. We went to northern Alabama and became youth pastors under this church. And uh, just great couple, I mean, pastors. And, and um, learned so much from these people. Um, we hadn't seen them in, you know, I don't know, 15 years or so. And at the time, we've talked a little bit on Facebook. We've gotten, and maybe once in a while on a phone call, but we haven't seen them in a while. But we just love these. We learned so much from them. And, but they had gone through some hard times. They probably listened to this message right now. Um, they'd gone through some hard times, physical stuff, and and um, uh, cancer and stuff like that. But anyway, they um, they were talking about you know some things to us about how these hard and difficult times counted a privilege that God found you faithful and that you can walk through them. Because God said he'll never tempt you with something you couldn't handle. And God doesn't tempt with evil. And I'm not talking God brings evil on you or bad things on you. But the honor is that God knew that I'm going to be able to get through it. And I'm thankful, God. And a lot of times we make these situations around us, and I know I do this, bigger than they actually are. And in the scheme of eternity, nothing. What you are going through right now is absolutely nothing in the midst of eternity. And if you realize how small it actually is, even though I know it seems huge, 
Look at me. It's okay. Paul says this. These light afflictions. And what he was talking about wasn't light in our understanding. Are just for a moment. They're just for a moment. And I believe God wants to restore your joy today. He wants to restore what's been lost. Because some of you have been thinking some things in your past. You've been depressed. Think you can't get over those things. Some of you here today, you're going through some things that, listen, God just wants you to know you're okay. He's not mad at you. You're going to get through it. You don't have to worry any longer. And he wants to bring some joy to you today. He wants you to start accessing what's already inside of you right now. Where you can be happy in the midst of trials and tribulations. Where you can allow the joy to lead you to the victory. Where you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Even though right now you feel so alone. God's going to restore some things. You guys ready for this? This is what I want to do. I want to, I want to, I want to pray. But I want all of us to pray this confession together. It's so important, okay? So put down your Bibles. And uh, put down your notes. And I want us to pray together. And I want us to believe this by the Lord. I want us to make sure our mouths are speaking the right things here. And I want us to lift him up. And I want us, whatever you're going through right now, and I know it's hard, and I know it's not easy. In fact, sometimes during this time of the year, it can be one of the hardest times of the year for people. Because the enemy just wants to get our eyes off of him, off of the Lord, and on to other things. So I want to make this confession right now. So once you bow your heads, close your eyes. I want you just to repeat these words after me. And just pray this prayer right now. Say, Lord, I give you control of my life and every situation. And I know you will work all things for my good. Because I trust you and give you full control. Everything is going to be all right. So now I make a determined choice to praise you. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you are working in my life to do your will, and it is good. I thank you that you are my healer. I thank you that you are my provider. I thank you that you fight my battles. I thank you that you are bringing life to every situation, to my dreams that were dead. They now live. I thank you for loving me, for caring for me, for turning things that were meant for harm into good. And now 
I give you everything. All my hopes, all my dreams, all my passions, all my desire. I give you my hurt. I give you my pain. I gave you my offense. I give you everything, Lord. And I make you the boss of my life. You are in control. And I praise you. And I look for your deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Let's stand up. Let's worship him right now. Just lift your hands to the Lord. We thank you, Lord. You are worthy, God. We refuse, Lord, to look at anything else but your eyes, your face, our gaze will be on you, Lord, in Jesus' name. See, that's such a better place than worry. What you just did right there is such a better place than complaining. So much a better place than offense. Because it will kill you. It will destroy you. This is the place in this presence. Fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Come on, give him praise. Amen. 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 God's good. Won't you be seated? Let's welcome Bill as he closes.